tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Oh, AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! That's just just the way it is. We we wanted to end things on a happy note. Things will never be the same. (laughs) Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to American Crime After Show. We're on episode 10 and it is the second to last episode, so I'm kind of sad about that. I am your host, Lindsay Douglas. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram at Twitter and Doug Ventures. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as iTunes to download our weekly podcast. And say hello to my wonderful panel here. Hi, tonight. guys. Tonight. Oh, tonight. <laughs> Tonight's the night. Hi, guys. Er- <laughs> you like that singing. <laughs> Erica Davis here. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Erica Renee D. Gotta think about it. Hey, guys. My name is John Manganello. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Johnny Mangs or at Periscope. Or I on his oh, website. Oh, I doing shameless marketing on John's I've been, part. But I have been doing shameless marketing for www.johnmanganello.com. Not to be confused with Jill Manganello, who's marrying Sofia Vergara. Oh. Don't confuse them. I'm it's very confusing. Okay. <laughs> All right. So tonight, um, you know, I feel like with it being the second to last episode, we started to see a lot of things being tied up. And um, some of the stories were a little bit happier. I wanted to kind of start off with talking about Tony. And Alonzo mm-hmm. and their family. Because that was like a happier note. You know, with all I'm of totally. the drama going on, I feel like tying it up. And I feel like he got a second chance, mm-hmm. you know, being able to get out of juvie. So what are your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I have several thoughts. I think, first of all, that was sort of a happy ending in this in the midst of this tragic tale that we've been watching for the past 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy to see that the family has sort of come together through this terrible thing that's happened. And I'm also happy that Tony is off and is a free man walking. I also feel um, like it's going to be hard for Alonzo to find a job. He sold his shop. Now what? I hope. I mean, he has a lot of experience, and I think he could could get hired. But even if he is hired, he'll probably be working a minimum wage job Mm -hmm. and raising two children. and possibly be sending them to college soon. it's like a mm. pride thing i feel like yeah. with him as well you know having to go work under someone when he was the boss i agree i um i also loved the the moments between well really just jenny's monologue oh it was so sweet the entire time i was thinking to myself if you don't have yourself a sibling with whom you're close <laughs> you're really missing out you know like oh, it, yeah. it literally brought tears to my eyes i mean i don't know if you guys have all have siblings but yes yeah, yeah. So, True. I mean, I just, the entire time she was talking and taking up for her brother and just really laying it all on the table, I just kept thinking, like, this is such an example of just love and compassion yeah. for someone that you care so deeply about. It, I, I, I cried. 
I teared up. That was sweet. That was I know. a sweet I, moment. I, I teared it up. Wasn't a, we were silent. I was watching. It was very sweet. Very compassionate to have that. It was interesting to me that um, Alonso's teacher and guidance cons- counselor wouldn't, or excuse me, not Alonso, Tony's Tony. teacher oh, and yes. guidance counselor told Alonso he would not speak up uh, in Tony's defense yeah, in court. That made me mad. I would, you know, he's like, oh, well, the, the damage and the surgeries mm-hmm. that he need. And I was like, yeah, obviously he went overboard, but he beat up his sister. Like yeah. that, that man beat it up, like beat up a girl. Like yeah. that's just yeah. like so disrespectful. And I, are they just overlooking that? Like, you know, yeah. I think that. Yeah, I think that Alonzo and his family have sort of this tainted image in the town yeah, right now. I think so too. And That's... it's unfortunate, but I'm happy to see that things went okay without um, non-familial mm-hmm. uh, representation in the court. Yeah, yeah, because even though Jenny's um, testimony to the lawyer to the to the court was so sweet, because it's a family member, I was unsure also about whether or not it would yeah. work but i mean you can't you can't watch that and and not just have your heart oh my just gosh. cry so sweet yeah, but you know up. and i hate and i think the reason his teacher tony's teacher didn't comply to take up for him or to be a good character witness is because at that point no one really knew no one really knew why tony did what he did even though joaquin did beat up a girl no one knew why tony Oh, did they not know that? I, I don't think Maybe anyone knew didn't. until Jenny said in court, this is why Tony beat Joaquin up or whatever his name is. Oh, so I, maybe his teacher yeah. said, I won't be oh, a I character witness that. because, you know, Tony just beat a random guy up for no reason. So that's, that's, uh, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. That's what I think. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I didn't even think about that part of it. That that would kind of make more sense. So. Because it was kind of under wraps. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. There was a nice moment when um, Alonzo says that he sold his shop. Mm-hmm. to the um, lawyer that they had hired or the attorney that he had hired. Um, and this was in front of Tony. And Tony says, what? This oh, is him finding yeah. out this information. Why did you do that? And Alonzo turns to Tony and basically says, I'm trying to get you out. For you. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, Tony softened up a little bit. And I really do think, I mean, maybe this is just the romantic in me, but um, I like to think of these, like, this is like maybe one happy ending in this otherwise mm. pretty tragic tale. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. And it's cool to see that, you know, some people do deserve and do get second chances, mm-hmm. you know, even when they make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like we already were like beginning to see this family moving on, rebuilding, yeah. like learning from their mistakes. You know, it wasn't going to hold them back. It was going to kind of like push them forward mm-hmm. into the next chapter of their lives. We'll see. But we'll and see. And I'm glad there's another episode to see what happens Ooh, after yeah. that. Because they're going to get sort of this ending in episode 11 and maybe some more airtime. You never know. I would TV, these, or, you don't know. Yeah. How are they going to change it? But bringing it back to Barb and Russ, oh. their interactions were not as happy. I mean, I felt like Barb is... Um, she almost opened up to Russ in a way that she yeah. hasn't all season. What did, totally. Like, you know, did you guys see that at totally. all? Yeah. I thought that Barb was finally becoming empathetic, but then towards the end of the episode, or at the beginning of the episode, I thought she was becoming sensitive. Um, yes. You know, I thought that she was really starting to, to get a grip with reality, even taking it back to a couple of episodes where she asked someone, I forgot, I think Nancy, she said, am I prejudiced? And then this episode, when the prosecutor or whoever it was, it announced to the, the parents, to Barbara and Russ, that Carter might be released. She just, she didn't overreact. She just said, okay, internalized yeah. it, and, you know, got up to like just to walk away from it so i thought okay now she's finally getting a grip on reality but Mm -hmm. then towards the end 
is is if she's completely washing her hands. So this is a full, I don't know, progression of mm-hmm. Barb. I don't, I don't quite, I don't know how to take it yet. I don't know if this is her beginning of her mourning process. Yeah, which it could be, very well could be. You know, like maybe this is the first time she's actually allowed herself herself to feel. Yeah, I think it definitely could be the beginning of her mourning process. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. I also was thinking as I was watching, Barb uh, is changing, mm-hmm. obviously. I mean, she's being quiet for once. Mm-hmm. She's not fighting. And look at what how much damage she did by mm-hmm. being such a ruthless, cruel person in the first nine episodes. <laughs> and I think her being a little bit more mellow and being a, li- a little more accepting of what's going on in her reality, as unfortunate as it is, is actually allowing her to cope better. Mm-hmm. She gave the gun back to Russ, which I thought was a great move. Mm, she was civil yeah. with, with Russ. They They actually sort of seem like kind of like sweet to each yeah, other. Yeah, he was episode. so concerned. And then Mark mentioned at the end of the episode that he never felt that Barb truly got over us, which I thought oh, was yeah. interesting. Oh, yeah. I thought it was interesting, too, because we've never, even though they were married for however many years they were married, we've never on a panel, as you know, as a panel, have acknowledged that they could still have some feelings for each other. I yeah. was like, so what, true. Are you, what are you talking about? They still like that each other? broke my heart with, <laughs> with Mark and Barb. When I, you know, yeah. when she, she, it's like he, he, he didn't love her. Like he was like, oh, I can look past it. But the way she was like, you know, is there ever, are you ever going to love me? Like yes. I, I was like, oh, the, how could you say of that? Course, that's so strange. Like I was like, that's like your mother. But like, you know, there's so much damage. I mean, this family, all of these families, whew, I would I mean, never trade places with, obviously, but like everyone has their issues, but. That's like this family portrayed in the show is definitely next level. Like wow, mm. like I can't even pretend to imagine mm-hmm. the kind of like heartache and heartbreak that they've had to deal with as a family. Um, let's see here. What did I? What else did I say? Because I had so many thoughts. Oh, Russ to Mark said, "Do you want to be me or do you want to be better than me? Because if you want to be better than me, pack up and leave, and don't speak to your mother, and don't deal with this." All that's going on. Yeah. If you want to be better than me, you have to stay and yeah. deal with the BS. Yeah. And I think that's so wise. Like oh, yeah. how th- there's an apology and then there's an apology and a lifestyle change. And mm-hmm. Russ has done both of those I things. I think so too. He's yeah, saying. He really has. And then he goes beyond that and tries to make sure other people don't fall into his trap. So he has apologized. He has proven himself by changing his life. And he is now saying, don't become me to his son which i think is really great I mean, oh yeah to acknowledge your mistakes apology yeah no that's so true to acknowledge your mistakes and own up to it you know like mm-hmm. that's like true leadership and it's something you can actually look up to and i believe like take something from it i think mark has been so scarred though i mean his, his brother's dead his sister-in-law is essentially a vegetable not really but almost his mom is a raging bigot and his dad was never a man to him mm-hmm. so I don't think that any amount of Russ insisting that Mark try to be better and do better and stay here and deal with it is going to resonate with Mark. And and that's really sad because even though Russ is saying to be better than me, you have to sit here and deal with it. Mark is going to do and follow the example that Russ set for him his entire life. And so, again, we see how everything in families can be cyclical. Like Russ is saying, be better, do better, stay here. Mark is like, peace out. Barb, I don't really love you. Yeah. You know, I'm disconnecting. I'm detaching. And and I don't know. That's that's a very, very sad circumstance. I, I want Mark to do better and to be better. I know. That just like, ugh. And the fact that he didn't show because he showed up 
he did not show up for court. He didn't show up for court a couple of episodes Because Russ ago. was saying, in, in this episode, Russ he was did. saying, oh, I asked Mark to come and he's not here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, even if you are not agreeing with your parents, like, you should still, I mean, it's still like your, your, your brother, dead brother. Your brother's like, memory. It's like, yeah, but you know what? This is a guy, I agree in on one hand like yeah it is his family blood is thicker than water but the other thing is he's trying to start a new family and true. a new life true with true. rochelle that is yeah. yeah so i don't really blame him for trying to wash his hands he did try he tried mm-hmm. and then his mother met the asian girlfriend or the mm-hmm. fiance and you know his, all this stuff was happening and everyone's fighting and it's a big old mess and there's a protest and his mother's this known racist bigot mm. horrible human being like I don't blame him for saying I'm out of here I wash um, my hands of this see and of course we've only been shown episodes so of course like in the big scheme of things we don't really know how much time has transpired between the time um, Mark came home with the wife or the fiance and now but just from what we've seen I would want Mark to give more more of an effort. I'm not saying that his you know that his family particularly deserves it, mm-hmm. but I'm a firm believer that you have to deal with your demons to prevent those same demons from coming back to yeah. haunt you later on. So, you know, he might be washing his hands of it, but he's going to be so scarred and so negatively influenced by the death and the murder and Barb's, you know, raising him and Russ abandoning them. That yeah. who, who's to say that he won't take this into his future family if he doesn't deal with it appropriately? Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know. That's a good point. So, that is. so I'm not really I'm not disagreeing that it's OK for him to wash his hands. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you when you say that. Okay, I don't blame him, but I'm just looking at it from another side, from another no, angle. I, I think you're right. It, it's so tough, though, because yeah. where's the line? Yeah. I mean, his family's crazy <laughs> yes. compared to my, Like, every family has their own stuff to yeah. deal with. This family is like, whew. I know. But no, I think you're right. I think you do have to deal with your demons. And yeah. Maybe it's good that Russ is saying, please stick this yeah. out. Yeah. Maybe it'll make him stay and, you know, deal with his mom and... Like, no. try to understand her a little totally. bit more, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, I want to bring it back now to Carter and Aaliyah. Oh, boy. Gosh, here we go. Where do we even begin? Like, I I am just so... I'm confused by her character. Like, I I don't know. Like, I still am having a hard time believing everything that she's said. Like, I... What if she, like, didn't kill him? I don't know. I just keep having this, like, doubt in my mind. I'm sorry, Aaliyah or, or Aubrey? Aubrey? I mean, yeah. Aubrey. I'm Aubrey. sorry. I said Aaliyah. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a good chance, and this is a total 180 from what I said last week, that she is lying. Oh. Yeah. Mm. That's, I'm, like, still picking that up. Because the psychiatrist or the psychologist said, you know, I have a feeling you're protecting your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She's they, already shown to do crazy things, like we've said before. Well, and the the psychologist also thought that when Aubrey made claims that her brother, yeah. or uh, yeah, her brother had sexually assaulted her, yeah. that was so she could not be seen as a witness. Yeah, yeah so that wasn't true then. Well, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't know. know. And the psychiatrist challenged Aubrey by saying, "Do you willfully bend the truth to fit yeah. your own perspective?" Right, and. Again, I'm with you. Like in, in previous weeks, I was so sure that Aubrey had been molested by her brother mm-hmm. and her testimonies, um, seemed to be so transparent. But now this week, it seems less transparent and more nebulous. Like I don't know what to believe. Although, because I know our, our foster care system is very tainted, some aspects of it, you know, I hate to make a blanket statement, but I know that a lot of foster kids experience abuse and, um, aren't treated with the utmost respect all oh, the yeah. time. 
I, I tend to still lean towards believing Aubrey being molested. I do. By her, <laughs> by her brother. John, yeah, by, by okay. her brother. No, her, I'm just yeah. thinking, yeah, I, I, I think there is a great chance that's true. Yeah, I, I do. Know. Yeah, I do. I. But, like, I think... I don't know, but just basically, she murdered that guy or didn't murder him. She cut his throat. Yeah. <laughs> she, you know, and like, she's just like, like, chopped off his house arrest anklet. Mm-hmm. Like, she's done all of these things to protect him. Mm-hmm. So there's, a, I feel like there's, it could go either way. Like, there's a, she could yeah. be on it or she could totally be lying. And just trying to get him off. I have a feeling we're not going to ever find out the truth. Yeah. Yeah, we could not. That's very true. Unless they do an intense backflash or backflash (laughs) excuse me see i'm wide awake for today's episode as you can tell an intense flashback in the final episode which would be out of character for the show i don't think we're ever gonna know and i think that's just something we're gonna have to deal with as viewers when i don't think we're gonna get that firm answer i just can't believe also how cold she is to her family you know and i can believe it she is just like they're so like want to help her want to be supportive and she's just like no leave go home i don't want you here which makes me think that the abuse might have happened oh that's true Mm. unless she just has some sort of vengeance against these people and she wants to destroy them i don't see how she could lie about all these unless the molestation did happen that's what i'm saying yeah Yeah. Yeah. but but think about how ruth her mother her foster her mother for all intents and purposes said i knew it i knew when you were 11 years old that you were basically going to be a train wreck so when we talk about how aubrey has this this you know this vengeance out against her family if your mother when you're 11 years old already thinks that you're going to that you're that you're destined for you know for a path of destruction even if her mom never told her that you can you can see it you can sense it as a child mm-hmm. in how people treat you so i'm sure that ruth treated aubrey completely differently than she treated her brother so i'm saying all that to say i don't even know that aubrey is doing this because I'm not saying that she's, I don't think she's doing this unwarranted. I think that she has been given reasons throughout her life in this family feeling like an outcast because Ruth never really thought anything of her. Maybe because Brian, or is it, or is it her brother named Brian? I don't know. I believe it's Brian. I don't know. I just made that up. That's okay. No, I think it is that. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, so her brother possibly molested her. Her mom never thought she would amount to anything. Right. So now that she's older and more in control, if you will, of her life, She's like, okay, now the tables have turned. Now right. I'm going to put you through the hell that I feel like I experienced growing mm. up. Yeah. And yeah. so maybe I'm just the, the champion for the underdog and the bad guy, but I, I'm feeling Aubrey right now. I'm feeling that she's oh, trying yeah. to oh, yeah. to rectify how she yeah. felt wrong her entire life. Absolutely. I, I she's think- in control. She kept saying control. Yes, yeah. they had you that know? whole bit about she control. Did, yeah. Couldn't control herself oh, sorry. in foster care mm-hmm. and then when she was adopted. Mm-hmm. Um and and through throughout her brother's abuse, so she wanted control, and now she's controlling this whole trial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so here's what I think. I think that she's lying about killing. She's telling the truth about the abuse. Mm. Okay. So who do you think killed then? Not that that's particularly important, but Carter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the. Given given the characters we have, Carter. Okay. I don't. I mean, who else could? Yeah, it be? there's no. There's no one else. Unless, it wasn't Hector. No, I mean, unless it was. But. I I still think it's Gwen. 
I, I don't know. When? Ooh. You know, I, I just, I mean, maybe because what one of the prosecutors or cops or whomever today said that um, was explaining to Russ and to Barb that they were going to start revealing the incendiary things about Matt's past. Hmm. So one of the things that was very checkered about his past was that he was a drug dealer, that he assaulted women. So this is just my speculation. Maybe he was consistently assaulting Gwen. Maybe that's why she was stepping out and having relationships with her men. Hmm. Um, maybe her drug abuse addictions became a, a problem because she was being abused at home. And maybe she killed Matt in self-defense. But maybe all the other players that we've seen just happened to be there because they were all junkies together. That's a very broad wow. <laughs> prediction, but I think that Gwen could be have something to do with Matt's yeah, murder. You don't know. I mean, that's true. Knows? We've kind of just uh, yeah. I mean, I feel I feel like Aaliyah has been a huge. I mean, we've seen her be a huge advocate for Carter, mm-hmm. and I just find it interesting that she hasn't told him what's going on. That's I kept saying that in the in the show. I was like, mm-hmm. why does he know? Has she told him? Why doesn't he know? Like, and he's not asking. No. Like he's not pressing. It's like almost like he he knows, but he's not going to press into it and ask. Maybe he has an idea that it could be Aubrey. Because like, who else would it be from Aaliyah his perspective? Is, um, manipulate. <laughs> Excuse me. Aaliyah is manipulative. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. using her faith, especially in this episode, to say, "I was here for you. Uh-huh. I didn't ask questions. Now you don't ask me any questions." <laughs> She's not doing that for the benefit of Carter. She's you don't doing think, you don't think? I, no. What was she doing I think for the benefit so. Of? Herself, so she doesn't get in trouble. Why would she get in, in trouble, trouble though? She doesn't. She doesn't have to be there for Carter freaking out. Basically, is what I'm saying. So all the dots, all the eyes are dotted and the T's are crossed before he. I don't finds know. Out. I think that she's had a. She's had his like has has had good intentions for him. But and why for wouldn't her. he? Why wouldn't she tell him that maybe Aubrey he, he is would now? Freak out. Yeah, because if Carter finds right. out that but she, he's gonna find out. Yeah, but if he finds out so soon after being released, he, he, he is could implicate himself. Or something. Yeah, like we don't we don't know what he'll do. Okay, okay, Fair. but Fair. I agree with you. She is very manipulative, but she had like. We have seen how flawed our judicial and our legal system is. And I think that you have to be smart on top of your A game and you have to be manipulative to mm-hmm. to navigate yeah. our judicial system. No, I think that's I true. So I I don't fault Aaliyah for being, you know, so strong and firm and consistent and persistent. Um because I think you have I think she had she if she had not been the person that she has been then Carter would still have his butt in That's jail. True. He'd be in jail for That's life. That's true. No one would have been fighting for him. Yeah. The, you know? the, the moment I really liked um, with Aaliyah tonight was when she says, um, I forget who she was talking to. Maybe you guys can help me remember. But she says, the moment Carter, the moment they suspected Carter of the murder, they locked him up. Mm-hmm. Now you have this white girl admitting, oh, yeah. I did it. Me, me, me. Yeah. And Carter's still, yeah, locked, still up, locked up and the white girl's not. Yeah. That was a good point. It, it was, was a very good point. valid and it, good point. And I think it, it is another flaw in our justice yeah. system that a black man yep. will be in jail before yes. a white person, yes. no matter what <laughs> anybody has to say. Even if the white person says, yeah. hey, it wasn't that guy. Yeah. Now, of course... It's a little bit more complicated than that because they're still not able to release Carter. They can't release Carter just yet, obviously. Yeah. Paperwork has to be done. Yeah. Things have to be um, uh, uh, finished off. But 
It's a good point. It's a good point. So yes, if I want to, I want to hear your thoughts on. No, this. I, listen to this man. What he just said <laughs> is is true. Um, and of course, what what the things we say here are sometimes overgeneralizations, but at the risk of overgeneralizing. I agree with you. Well, and they have to be. We have to generalize because otherwise we'll sit here and yeah. not say anything. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Of course, and, all white people aren't generally, racist. Of course, yeah. all black men aren't innocent. But, but in this case... Yeah, yeah, but in this case, and I think in the real world, if, if I'm a black man and you're a white man, or a white person, period, right. and... You know, you say I did, and I'm in prison. Yes, I my black butt is going to stay in prison <laughs> for a while. And that's just the truth. Like it's it's just the truth. So um, there you go. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it first. I mean, this is what we do. We like pressing in, and we like yeah. talking about these topics because they're so relevant. You know, and we've said that every week. I feel like. Yeah, and yeah. which which I want to just add one more thing yeah. to piggyback off of you, John. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to the point of being a minority in America means that you have to be a hundred times better than your you know your white or non minority counterpart. You know because. Um, Aubrey, it seems like Aubrey was on drugs and, um, living these alternative lifestyles since she was a teenager. But Carter was middle class, had a good job, totally. had a good family, totally. you know, was perhaps practicing faith or was around people of faith. And he was doing all the things that we say in society you should do. But yet, even though there's a confession from point. a white girl, he's still in jail. Mm-hmm. So again, speaks to the point of when you are my minor- when you are a minority in this country, you better be a hundred times better than your, your white counterpart. I because- would go, I would, uh, first of all, I think you have a great point. And then also I'd like to add to that. I think that's true for anybody who's not a straight white man. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that when the issue of gay marriage was even a hotter issue, issue than it is now, People were questioning gay parents and how well they raise children. It's like, look at all the straight parents who have raised <laughs> terrible people. Exactly. Murderers um, and drug addicts. I, I don't, you yeah. know, like, it's it's crazy. Like, why all of a sudden do we care about how good parents are when it comes to giving gay people parental rights? It's the same thing about women. If, if you want to run for president, if you're Hillary Clinton, you're going to get scrutinized for many things that your male counterparts would never get exactly like at the this is taking a sidebar but at the white house correspondence dinner i think cecily said do me a favor journalist and not talk about hillary's looks or what she's wearing because you would never talk about you know what president obama is wearing you never talk about what president bush or president clinton oh he had on some a nice suit today with a nice tie (laughs) what is that tom ford (laughs) you know you would never do that it's a distraction it is so yeah that's i i I couldn't agree with you more on that White We're straight touching men. on all topics tonight. Got it made. But this is great. I know. It's true. I mean, and, this is what's... And yeah. I know my privilege. Like, I am a white man mm-hmm. in the world. I know I have an easier time. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that some people want to fight that is crazy yeah. to me. Yeah. I'm sorry. But what do you mean by fight? Like, who? Like, white straight men who think, no, I... Hey, it's... Uh, you don't know what I go through. You don't know what... It's like, yeah, you may have issues in your life. There mm-hmm. is no denying well, everyone that. everyone does. Of course. You know? But you are not going to get racially profiled. You're not going to get... Uh, you're not going to not get a job because yeah. you're white, for the most part. Yeah. In uh, a way that a black man will have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, you're this right. This is a big topic, and I know it's a slippery slope here. No, but it, it is a slippery slope. It's okay, though. It's, it's a hot topic. But you know? the, this show is here. making us have these kinds of conversations, and 
I, you know, I was thinking about how we've talked so much about you want Barb to, to realize that she's prejudiced. You want Barb to realize, you know, but I think back about how the ratings for American crime haven't been the greatest because it's making people look at themselves. And I, I really hope that people who are watching this don't just say, oh, look at that, you know, look at Carter. He's the typical, stereotypical, you know, black man. Instead of thinking that, I hope they say, let me look at it from a different perspective. I hope that people are not in middle America or in the South or in pockets of America that tend to be less progressive. I hope people aren't looking at this show and sticking to their stereotypes. I hope they're trying to progress as opposed to saying, oh, it's just reinforcing what I already believe. And that's what I'm afraid of. Hmm. Yeah, I just went off on a tangent. But no, I think you're no, right. I, you I, know. I think that it does break down barriers. And I think that's one of the best things about this show is that it shakes expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has prejudices. Uh-oh. Oh, gosh. iPhone. Yeah. Oh. I had my phone on the desk so I could look at tweets. But. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I think everyone does. And, you know, I, it also stems from people's backgrounds and how they're brought up. And I think I've, I think living in L.A., it's like it's way more open-minded about all types of issues and things than any other place that I've ever visited or been or lived, mm-hmm. you know. So I think I sometimes don't even I find myself not even acknowledging some of the things because I just feel like everything that we've kind of talked about is more widely not discussed or more accepted. You know, that's just my thought on it, on L.A. in general. My brother was telling me about this study he read that said open minded people are not um, th- they were trying to track where the most open minded people are in the country. And some people thought, oh, it's in educated areas. It's in areas with a lot of money. It's here, it's there. And those were not, that wasn't the case. Where they find the most open-minded people is in areas, are in areas where people are closer together. Mm -hmm. Where people are sharing space. So big cities. Yeah, uh, towns where there's many different types of people who Mm -hmm. live in a close community. You see them in the bus, on the subway, things Mm -hmm. like that. And I thought that was really interesting. And I think this show is sort of forcing us to um, open up ourselves to many different types of people. And that's what I think it kind of does that. I mean, it does that to me. It's like, oh yeah, like you can be this kind of person, you can be that kind of person, you can be this kind of person. There's so many different ways to be. And no one is innocent and no one is guilty. Yeah. Everyone yeah. is flawed. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Know. Wow. We just that was great. That was some I I'm we just kinda went off on a tangent there, but <laughs> that's okay. Like that's what the show has done to us each week and I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversations. Mm-hmm. Um I there's one more character we haven't touched on, which was Hector. Hector. Yes. We haven't forgotten about him. He's kind of screwed down in Mexico. Yeah, and he's caught lying about the gun. But again... Yeah, but like, was he? Oh, see... He was uh, He admitted. He admitted oh, he was he lying. He admitted to his baby's mother oh, that he was right, lying. Right. But again, this goes back to how our judicial, our legal system, you have the interrogators, the police, who want to frame somebody. They want to put cases away to be done with it. These officers in, in this particular system, they wanted to mm-hmm. accuse Carter. So, therefore, they tried to get any accomplice who would say, yes, Carter was the person. Yes, Carter had the gun. But then once Arby made the confession, 
they had to rescind their deal with Hector because they right. could they could they could no longer frame Carter. So it's like right. if you're you're Hector, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. He did what he thought the cops wanted him to do by complying. Right. They get a confession, and now his deal is off the table. And <sighs> look, I'm not taking up for Hector particularly. But if you are in his position, you've always been, you know, behind the eight ball in life. You see an opportunity to be with your baby's mother, to be with your child. The people who you trust the most, the cops, are telling you they're going to aid and abed you. Yeah. And then they turn their backs on you. It's horrifying. It is. It's sad. So, and they, they were like, oh, you're done. You lied. Bye. Like, didn't even think twice about it. Yeah. So He's disposable to them. Yeah. He is. Um, and then he got deported and he found out he's not going to have a jury in Mexico. Oh, my gosh. That was, like, astounding to me. Yep. Just a he judge. Was like two da- he's, like, two days. like, And he was even like, yeah, this isn't America. I was like, oh, my gosh. What if the judge just paid off? Listen. You know, it's, it's just. messed up and there's flaws in the American court system we've seen in, <laughs> over the past 10 weeks. But, oh. But, God, I am to Mexican, thankful I, to live here. He goes to Mexico, excuse me. <laughs> And yeah, he's told he doesn't even get a jury. Yeah. That's just a given for us. Yeah. It is. So, oh, yikes. Yeah. I, I feel, I feel for Hector's situation again, because I, I think like Russ, Hector was really starting to make a true attempt to reform his life. Mm-hmm. And if that's one thing that prison is supposed to do, it's supposed to reform you. Yeah. And I really think that he was moving in the right direction. And I agree. Snap of a finger. And it's taken changed. away from you. Like it's great even to his see. girlfriend, like coming Aww. up, and his daughter. I had ho- I had high hopes for Hector. Me I mean, I had a feeling that might happen with Aubrey's confession, but it was very unfortunate. So, should we make any? Do we? Sh- do we have any last comments? First of all, about no, I do. I do have some. Like some, pr- some I'm worried I'm, if I say the word, we're just going to go straight. to Okay, that. can I say one thing before yeah. we make a yes. prediction? May I say one thing? I think we saw in this episode, like we've seen throughout the the series, a lot of blame being put on everyone else. Now, Hector, of course, got he he kind of got, you know, bamboozled by the cops. But he also probably made a lot of questionable decisions in his life to get himself oh, to where yeah. he is. And then um, Tony, wait, Alonzo, Alonzo pointing the blame at everyone else. But, you know, it makes me think about the decisions that maybe that he made as a parent mm-hmm. that... And he kind of came around. That, can you know, that contributed to oh, how yeah. Tony ended up being. So I, I think that we just have to be very careful in life about blaming others for our own indiscretions because we mm-hmm. see that a lot in American crime. Everyone's pointing fingers and everyone's yeah. blaming, but very few people, except for us, are actually starting to be introspective. Well, and I, I feel like Tony's family, Alonzo, I feel like I... When he sold his shop, he's kind of was coming to terms with everything I and see kind what you're of saying. like that's what I feel like his is a slower process, but he was kind okay. of like, okay, maybe if some of it was my parenting, you mm-hmm. know, I'm going to do everything I can for my son rather than just leave him in ju- juvie, you know. So that was like the one silver lining so yeah. far of the show that I noticed. So next week Yeesh. is the season finale of American Crime, mm. which is sad. So. Can we make any predictions Let's right now about it. how it will <laughs> end? John, go. I unfortunately think Hector is going to go to jail in Mexico. I think that Barb will remain quieter. Mm. I think she's forever been changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Mark will come around and give his family another try. And I think that Aubrey will go to jail 
and Carter will freak out about it. Mm. <laughs> is that everybody? Yeah, that's everyone. That's everybody that's important. Okay, I think I think that Aubrey is not going to go to jail. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't know how. I think I said last week that everything's so circumstantial with her that she won't go to jail. But going back to my earlier prediction from this episode, I think Gwen has a lot to do with and knows a lot about what happened. I think that she will start oh, yeah. coming to, hmm. and so her recollections will prove very significant and important to us figuring out who the actual murder murderer is. Or isn't, and I think Carter is on the the upward trajectory of reforming himself in his life, and I think he'll yeah. be on that continued path. No, I agree. I I think I feel like from the short preview we got, and the fact that it's TV, something bad is going to happen to <laughs> one of the characters. I don't know which one, but I'm hoping that it's not Tony and his family. Like I hope they're like. I hope they're just like out of it all and they'll just continue on their better family path. Um, yeah, I think Carter is going to freak out and possibly do something. I don't know about Aubrey. I can't decide if like she's going to go to jail or not. And like if she's going to be like, well, she's confessed to it. So I guess she, she would, you know, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. She's a wild card. She is a wild card. And then I hope that Barb does stay around and that she continues to work on her relationship with her son. But. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, like you said it when we were watching the show, you said that you like Barb, like you're starting to like her. Yes, today. Yeah. yeah. And you, you know what? And I don't dislike her. What I do like about her is that I think we talked about this earlier in our, in our series, but Barb is, I'm glad that we are able to see her prejudices. I'm glad that she's vocal and that she wears her, you know, her prejudices on her sleeve. Because, she does. You know, she is who she is. Y- she is who she is. She's and, firm. I and, like that. She is. And it's, it's more beautiful to see her progress to become a better person yes. than it is for her to hide it, you know, within and then mm-hmm. us not be able to see it. I yeah. think. I, that's a good point. I appreciate. I agree. I appreciate her bigotedness, if that's the word. Yeah, I <laughs> her mean. bigotry. And she's learning, and that's what we've seen. It's been yeah. a slow process, but she's definitely learning. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Make sure you tune in next week. It's our final episode, and we're very upset about we it. We are. Um, again, I'm your host, Lindsay Douglas. You can follow me on Instagram at Twitter at Doug Ventures. I'm Erica Renee Davis, and you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Erica Renee D. See you guys next week. I'm John Manganello. We're going to miss you, but it's okay because you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Johnny Mangs. And, and then what last thing? And see what happens after that. Oh, and at my website, oh, yeah. johnmanganello.com. There you go. There you go. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. And buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.